Welcome to the Princess and the Bee podcast, the place to be to build your empire as queen of your body, business, and life. I'm your host, Kimberly Spencer, founder of crownyourself.com, and I'm an award-winning coach, Amazon best-selling author, and multi-passionate entrepreneur. Each week, I give you the systems, strategies, and success stories to help you master your mindset, communicate with ease, and triple your productivity so you make the income and the impact you deserve. Imagine this podcast as your weekly spark of inspiration as you take it to the next level with all the bees of your life, body, business, bank account, boys, and babies. Let's make it rain. Hello, hello, and welcome back to The Princess and the Bee. I am so excited to be here with you today. I just absolutely love recording these. I really do. When it's just you, me, the microphone, just being able to speak and enjoy speaking to you and have that conversation, it I don't have to wear makeup. I don't have to be all fancy. I can be sitting here in like my Sherpa scarf sweater thing that I got from this amazing Indian store that is just so warm and cozy and I get to just enjoy chatting with you. And um, it's been very much on my mind, this spiritual personal development aholism sort of thing. And I've seen it with enough clients recently that it's come to my attention that this might be a a broader issue. And there is, it's what this like personal development aholism is, because I I am a card-carrying personal development junkie. I love reading. I love new knowledge. I love growing. I love all of that. I think the thing that I see a lot, especially with high achievers, is that there is this sort of putting your trust in the wrong thing. So when I see this go out of alignment, it's putting your trust in the doing of these things, these practices. Maybe it's journaling or meditation or listening to podcasts or you know, hiring coaches or signing up for programs or whatever it is. And it's a trust, almost like an idolatry of doing these practices, but never feeling if those practices are serving a purpose. So one of my clients was struggling because she was like, Kim, my morning routine, I do all of this, 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 this. And she's like, sometimes it takes me like three hours. And I totally can relate because before I found out I was pregnant with Declan, I was getting on the personal development bandwagon um, more so than I had ever been. I was studying with all of these mentors. I was looking at all of the things and the practices and the habits and the things I should be doing and all of that. And mind you, this was also back when my business was making absolutely zero dollars. And I was doing these things and it took like, I I was, you know, I'd wake up and I'd have this morning routine that was like three hours long. So I totally identified with my client there. As you know, your clients, especially when you're in a service-based business, are variations of yourself. 
and I was reading and doing a crystal meditation and then I was journaling and then I was exercising and then I was eating breakfast and then I was like doing some like qigong and I was doing all of these things and it became about the things it didn't become about what the things did for me and that's the biggest difference is when it becomes about the doing of the things, the practices, the journaling, the workouts, the podcast, the growth, the, it's almost an energy of like, I have to do these things. I should do these things. I'm supposed to be doing all of these things. But it's never questioning and stopping a question and wondering, what is this practice or thing actually really doing for me? I mean, now many of you know, and I've shared before, and I shared on my friend uh, Jennifer's morning summit, which if you have not jumped in on that, definitely get a head start and learn what a whole bunch of successful CEOs and entrepreneurs have for their morning routine because it varies. Um, There's no one perfect routine. You have to find keyword, what works for you. That's the big thing is sometimes, you know, journaling works for me and sometimes it doesn't. And sometimes going to the gym and doing it hardcore every day, five days a week works for me and sometimes it doesn't. And pretty much all the time uh, doing a 20-minute transcendental meditation every day works for me. In fact, that's pretty much the one thing that I do consistently six days a week at least. And sometimes on the seventh day, I take a break and I end up sleeping in with Declan and cuddling and having having mommy-son cuddle fests. And we cuddle and talk about our, our dreams, which is so adorable. And I'd much rather have that. That like fuels me just as much as doing a transcendental meditation does. And we don't normally get to do that. Um, here in the Gold Coast because I wake up so early that I don't, I don't, I'm normally like working with clients by then, which is totally fine. I love, I love my schedule. But I think the thing is, then that was a total tangent, by the way, and I honor that, is that it, it comes down to being in the now. And so I've been open with saying like, I have an 80% rule with my morning routine. I have four things that I do pretty darn consistently. And if I hit about 80% of them, I feel like my day is off to a rock and start. So I do my five minute journal, um, which is, if you haven't looked into the five minute journal, we can definitely leave a link in the co- in the description below. Um, I do my transcendental meditation. I take a cold shower. I don't start out with it being cold. I am not there yet. I start with it being warm and hot and loving, and then I turn it at the end to being freezing cold. And then I I and I do exercise. So sometimes I do Pilates or yoga in the morning. Sometimes I don't do any exercise. Sometimes I go to the gym. Um, but it really depends. And I allow myself the 80% grace rule because I found it's so much, I'm so much happier when I aim for 80% instead of beating myself against the altar of perfection and feeling like I'm constantly missing the mark. I'd rather feel on it than at 80% than have this rule that I have to be 100% all of the time no excuses, and have no room for grace. But this idea of practices, of practices being the thing versus actually being the thing and having the grace, it's like being in the now allows for you to 
really be and accept what is and check yourself when something is coming from that place of heart and soul versus when it's coming from that space of have to's. And what I see with a lot of high achievers is that they create this these routines and these rituals of have to's where they have to, you know, write in their journal or study this book or, you know, uh, do a, a 60 minute walk and God forbid they should cut it short by 15 minutes. Or it's it's all of this this doing, but it's for doing for the sake of doing. And it's it constantly brings me back to this Bible verse that I learned way, way young um, that I think is totally mis- misconstrued for the most part. Um, and it's it just basically, and I'm totally paraphrasing it here, but it's that it's not by works that you are saved, but by every breath or something by the grace of God. And that's the thing is that that really speaks to me because I used to be such a doer and I am such a doer. I get a lot of stuff done. In fact, I get probably more done in a week than most do in a month. At the same time, it's not about the doing of these things. It's about the surrender to what flow and soul and trusting feels like. So it's about really allowing myself to surrender to be so that I do rather than to do so that I be. It's about accepting what is what is and doing what it takes when it calls me, but also allowing for that space to to change and to pivot and to not be so freaking rigid. And I think that comes with healing from the perfectionism and from the beliefs of having to be this constant doer, but not actually being it. And it comes down to really looking to something outside of yourself, whether it's journaling or meditation. And I know these things, these things seem like practices that are inside of yourself, but unless they're coming from that internal place, that internal nudge. And this is the dance between discipline and that and being. So there is a dance that happens. Sometimes, yeah, you got to be mother F and discipline and say, yeah, I'm going to do this practice. I'm going to practice this. And then there is a joy in that discipline. And sometimes when things start to feel like a chore, like, oh, I have to be doing these like 20 steps in my morning routine in order to feel successful for the day. But meanwhile, then you're not feeling successful for the day and you actually feel like you wasted a whole bunch of time when you really could have just gotten up, done a quick meditation and been good to go. It's in the perception of the practices that you quote unquote need to be at your highest and best. And this comes down to a space where learning to trust your body, learning to trust what your gut is giving you, because maybe your body says, it's like, for example, this morning, my body was like, I was all set to go to the gym. I was so excited. And I am pretty disciplined when I set my mind to go to the gym and I go. But this morning, oh my gosh, my body was just like, this bed feels so good. And I'm just going to be so grateful for this bed and I'm going to be so grateful for sleeping. And my body just kept saying, rest, rest, allow yourself to rest. And so I spent an hour in bed just 
relaxing and enjoying and visioning and just allowing for that space and then after that hour I got up and I did a meditation and I started out sitting up and then I was like you know what I'm gonna lie down again and then after that meditation I was on I was so I was like holy moly I was creating I got right to create creation mode and I was creating for a good hour and then I got into the shower like and then I was like okay cool that's it it flowed it let itself loose and then I got into the shower and did my shower thing and then got ready and then I was back back at the computer and It was in allowing for that dance. Had I been rigid with the schedule of saying like, this is, these are the, you know, 25 things or 12 things or however many things I have to do in the mornings in order to be successful, then I probably wouldn't have actually been successful in getting half of the amount of work that I had to do today and getting it done. So check yourself. Are you operating in your mornings and throughout your days doing these practices that are supposed to get you in greater touch with your soul, but not actually listening and getting in touch with your soul or create or creating? And instead, you're just kind of consuming the practice by just kind of doing it out of the energy of have to, which is a sucky energy, or the energy of I, I'm supposed to be doing this or I'm, I should be doing this. And it's about finding that dance. What is that dance between doing and being? What is that dance? Because when you start to make the practice, like I'm I'm all about having amazing, healthy, awesome practices in your life and in your business. And, and this is where the paradox of the universe comes in. It's not about the doing uh, or the practice. The practices are a vehicle to unlock something. It's not the main thing. The main thing is you and your connection to God or source or higher powers that be that flow through this universe and through us like that. That right there is the connection, the creativity, the finding that flow. And when you're in that space, the practices can follow suit. And sometimes the practices feel really good to be in the practice. But it comes from that place of when you feel like the practice has become a have to or a supposed to or a should, then check yourself and see if that practice that is supposed to be connecting you to greater source energy and creation and creativity, are you making it about the practice or is it really about connecting? Because when you can connect into that deeper connection that lives within all of us, the practices will flow from there. And you can make choices based on that. So I would love to hear what you loved about this episode. What was your big breakthrough? What was your aha, your ooh-hoo, your hee-hee, you know, whatever sounds you make when you have a breakthrough. <laughs> and I would love to, to see them and read them on Instagram. So take a screenshot and share it with me at Kimberly.Spencer. And I cannot wait 
to hear your ahas and breakthroughs of the practices that may no longer be serving you and the practices that really definitely serve you and connect you deeper. As always, own your throne, mind your business, because your reign is now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If what you heard resonated with you, be sure to subscribe and share your breakthroughs and ahas with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the magic flowing your way. And if you aren't already following us on social media, come experience the extra inspiration and queenly convos on Instagram at crownyourselfnow or visit our website at crownyourself.com. I am so excited to connect with you in the next episode. And in the meantime, go out there and create a body, business, and life that rules.